Welcome everyone to the Lena Light Podcast. I am so, so, so excited and happy to have our next guest along. Her name is Sol. How are you, Sol? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing so wonderful and just so overjoyed to have you on. I'm going to give the audience a little introduction about you before we really get into the juicy part of the podcast. Okay. Everyone? Yeah. So for everyone that is listening, Soul is an artist and creative who shines her light through her many gifts, talents, and abilities. She is a source of inspiration and empowerment for all women around the world. Welcome, Soul. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so please let us know about yourself. I follow, I told you before we started this podcast, I've been following you for about two years on Instagram, have been seeing your amazing art. She sings, she does guitar and acting so many things how did you start your journey oh my gosh I think all my life I wanted to be a creative you know um especially since like I I like grew up in like such an artistic family so that was definitely like such a push for me like my music my family was all around music and always wanted to be like in the spotlight and my dad's a painter and that really inspired me to just kind of go for it in all ways you know at first it started out with just music and I actually started out playing I actually started out singing before I played guitar but when I found guitar I fell in love like I fell so deeply in love and it was like my way to like you know even stretch my vocal abilities because all the notes I couldn't hit hit with like you know me singing I would just play it you know yeah so, yeah, that's how, I, you know, I got into it because of my family. Wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So what is, what is your journey like now as a guitarist? Because when did you start? Did you start like off when you were maybe a teenager or like into adulthood? When did you start playing? So I actually started. I wanted. So I usually tell people like, you know, I started like 17, 18, but I was playing acoustic guitar then, which was really cool. And I still enjoy it. But I got my first electric guitar on my 19th birthday. My father gave it to me as a surprise. And that changed my life. That changed my life. The way it felt, the way it sounded, like the energy I just got from it, the expression I just got from it. Like every time I held, you know, electric guitar, like all my insecurities or all my negative thoughts or any anxiety kind of just goes away. Like nothing matters when I'm playing, you know, (laughs) and I always fought for that moment. So I was obsessed. And even, like, when I had my journey of just, you know, not wanting to practice all the time, my dad, like, forced me to practice because he knew how much of a benefit it would be for me in the future. Like, because I play, like, and I think it's so inspirational for, like, you know, just people to see, like, you know, a brown-skinned girl, like, being able to rip a solo, you know? And, you know, I, I aim for not only women believing that they are beautiful aesthetically, but also beautiful internally, which is super important to me. And also that women are talented and intelligent and creators and to not limit our creative abilities. You know, like I'm an advocate of just like all of my women power, you know, all of it. So and, and for others to embrace it. Yeah. And I definitely see that on your page. I just Every time I see a video of you just playing guitar and just like going into your dance and the audience is screaming, I'm like, yes, like let the queen have her moment. <laughs> like I'm so in awe of that. Um, and that really inspires me to keep going because I still have my journeys like as a beginner in guitar, like 
practicing like girl you know you gotta practice get up and practice but then when I see videos of, of females like you a woman like you playing I'm like yeah girl you need to practice because like I I really believe practice is also like on the journey to to freedom and really self-expression like mm-hmm. I feel like become free in your art and gift and know that you're good at it and could go like make a living out of it and love it it changes the narrative for for your life and probably the people that surround you you know yeah I think you know what practice in general is such a a a compassionate journey it humbles you you know because you're never going to be like you're never in you you're always gonna have something to learn like in everything in life you're always going to have something to learn, you know, whether it is an art like guitar or whether it is, you know, how to mentally just be your best self. You know, I think like for me, especially like I'm all about mental stuff. Like I'm all about mental health, 150 percent. Like mm-hmm. I'm all about it because I went through my life like a lot of depression and anxiety and feelings of unworthiness and like. I transformed within myself once I started practicing good, like just practicing internal practices with myself, like as mantras, meditation, or like even uh, reading books, or just like, you know, diving into my own little world and taking that practice to always be better mental health, you know? Yeah. Can you share, can you share with us? um, Because I know there's, we have highs and lows, I believe, in this thing of life where a lot of times we could be just on a high horse and just enjoying life. And then sometimes things come and they just, it feels like it hits like a ton of bricks. Yeah. When we those phases for women that are listening out there, what are some mantras and some meditations that you would recommend to them? Um, I am powerful. I am mm-hmm. worthy. I deserve the best life that I, I can create the best life for me. And I do deserve I deserve, I deserve a great life. I deserve a great life because everything, I think what happens is we attract a lot of um, terrible, well, not terrible. I wouldn't say terrible situations. I would just say difficult situations that we need to grow out of. We attract it as soon as we do, as soon as we feel unworthy, you know, like for example, like I've had a toxic relationships or I went through depression or I've went through so many negative things in my past um, that, you know, mentally, you know, took a toll on me, but it all stemmed from me feeling unworthy. So my job, especially like as an artist, is to make people embrace their greatness. Like, for example, when people see me on stage, like, don't get me wrong. I love being on stage. I love being, you know, in the lights. I love it. But I also feel like it's such a privilege for me. Like in my concerts, I make sure to always relay that message because it's such a privilege to be able to be that messenger, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able to like embrace everything that I've been through and share with the world my journey so that hopefully, you know, other young girls don't get themselves into terrible situations because they're feeding into their, you know, insecurities, you know? Yeah. If I can help with that, then I'm going to. Right, you know, right. So. That's powerful. Before I um actually, spoke, I'm speaking to you on this podcast. I've really been having feelings of um, getting past the the. I would even say the advertising and the messages, subliminal messages that I wasn't worthy mm-hmm. and that that I have to prove myself. Like I feel like I'm literally in in the mental ring with myself, just not fighting it out, but like 
getting through it like a warrior. Like, and I feel like maybe five years ago, I, I feel like I wouldn't be in this position. So I feel like mantras and just like, for me, exercising helps like on a daily mm-hmm. basis. It's like, I feel like that's like a spiritual war almost like to, to know our worth as women. Cause there's so much that we do. There's so much that we have already done. That's so much that our ancestors have, have already done. So I feel like us to get here and be like, now I have to do all this stuff to prove my worth. It's like, no, like, the, the the foundation is laid for us like we just have to walk it and walk it like the queens we are yes girl we gotta walk with that faith we yeah. have to walk with that faith like 150 percent. we have to walk with the faith even if we can't see anything going around us even if we don't know what the path looks like you know if you believe i really believe that you can create miracles to happen every single day if you believe in yourself mm-hmm. 150 percent if you believe that no matter what the world says who cares what the world says like if you believe in your beauty and your brilliance and your talent and your your power nothing in the world should be able to stop you if you believe in your purpose girl Mm -hmm. if you believe in your purpose you know no matter what anybody else says no matter what you know anybody no matter what tries to stop you my new thing is actually um to be purposeful you know that Mm -hmm. really helps me in my fear especially like with doing this ep because a lot of this ep is really about how i overcame my anxiety how i overcame my depression how over how i overcame my insecurities you know and how what does that spiritual warfare looks like inside my mind you know so with that like you know i had to put it in my art because i want women to listen to my music like for example i have this song called drive by on the sun right and you know mm-hmm. drive by is is aligned with like shooting and stuff like that but it's actually about shooting my negative thoughts mm-hmm. sometimes we think that all the enemies are outside of us when the really the enemy can be right in our head you know the thing that we could be stopping the thing that could stop us the most could be the person, the little voice in your head that pushes you back or to, that believes in your unworthiness, you know? So I have this song. It's all about killing your negative thoughts so that you can really envision your greatest self so that mm-hmm. you can really envision it and then you can live in your greatest self. That's the power of life. And the thing is, everyone has it. Nobody is denied their greatest self. You know, sometimes it takes other people to bring it out of us or sometimes to different situations. But that's what I want, man. I just want people to just look in themselves in the mirror and just feel their beauty. And I just want people to feel 100 percent because I know what it feels like to be on the other side. I know Mm -hmm. what it feels like to not count, to believe that you not to believe that you don't count in this world. I know what that feels like. You know, when you know what that feels like, you don't want anybody else feeling that way. You don't want little girls walking around like that. You want everybody to feel like they're the baddest in the world, you know? Yes. Ooh, I feel like we're going to church today. We're having a sermon today. (laughs) I feel pumped. I feel like after this podcast, I'm going to go follow my dreams 100%, even more so. Um, But my next question is, what... um, what inspired you say you, you know your EP is really about um, just the anxiety and, and overcoming that and helping us believe in ourselves what inspired you at this point in time to to write and record and release the EP um girl honestly I got tired of being inauthentic mm. I got tired of hiding you know my feelings or my emotions or I just got tired of just 
being somebody who I wasn't, you know, I got so tired of it. And I think that that put the EP is honest. It's called Black Butterfly. Right. And it's about like, you know, you know what it's about, like just like overcoming my anxiety, but in everything mentally. But I just wanted the world to finally know who I am, you know, yeah. know who I believe I am, you know, because the thing is, it's like we need to all live our most authentic self. And understand that people will love you exactly for who you are. You don't need to fabricate yourself in any type of way. And I think I fabricated myself a lot in my life because when you're tied to unworthiness, you also want people to like you. You think your validation it comes from people liking you, you know? And I just wanted to know who I was. What do I sound like? What do what are the messages that I want to put in my music? What are you know, what do I relate to? Like, let me not run this popularity contest. Mm. You know, let me not run this like, man, people, pe- I get this validation through, you know, likes. I just, at this point, I'm all about being the messages. I'm all about being purposeful in this life, you know? So the EP allowed me to really step into my courage, you know? And I think that was such a transformative point in my life because when I finally step into my courage, I finally got to see who I was for real like I got to see who I was and be like wow it's so nice to meet you Soleil like it's so nice to meet 100% wow oh my gosh when so when is this releasing and how can we support you oh girl I'm so happy <laughs> yes that um so actually I'm doing um, the single music video soon and the single should be out by the end of January and then the EP is actually not going to be out till around um, March or April because what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a big concert I'm going to do a really really big concert I don't know if it's going to be in Brooklyn or Manhattan but I'm going to do a huge concert with people and my whole thing is like I want people to leave there feeling like they can achieve anything Feeling that they are worthy, feeling that they are badass. Like, it's not just about me looking pretty on top of the stage. No, like, it ain't about just that. I want people, I want people to really get that message, you know, because I think that, you know, we're all powerful and we're all creatives and we're all like, all it takes is that fire. And that's what I'm yeah. creating, you know, I'm creating that show right now. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Like, if you want, like, for the support, you know, every, every, how you support a creative is just, you know, every follow, every like, every comment, you know, that counts because, you know, these companies look at that, you know, these companies look at that. And I think that right now, especially, is time for people, like, artists with, like, messages and, like, ment- that are just mentally healthy to really rise, to really be able to influence people, to really you know, access their greatness, you know? So every, every like, every comment, every share, everything that counts, that counts a long way. And I'm grateful for everybody that, that does put in that effort for me. A Lord knows I am so grateful for that. Where can we find you on? Do you have Insta? You have Instagram? Do you have Facebook or website? What are all the What are all the names for that? So we can. Um, so my main source right now is Instagram, um, and then everything is tied to Instagram. You can probably you can find me on Twitter and everything, uh, but my Instagram is this is dot soul t h i s i s dot s o l, and you know right now I'm clearing up the deck so that you know when my EP comes, it can really hopefully you know, get the traction 
for, you know, just to widen the message. I'm so excited. Please let us know as well whenever your concert drops because you said Brooklyn on my hand. I'm like, girl, you know, I will come out to that thing. Like, I always, I'm so, I'm so serious. I see your videos. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I was there, I would be going crazy. <laughs> so fun and so freeing. And I feel like we need to do that again. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and I was talking about happiness and how some so many of us, um, when we wake up in the morning and just go through life, like you can obviously tell in the energy that we are unhappy and we're not happy. And then I was telling him it's it's, ser- it's very serious to intentionally also get back to the childlikeness of life. Mm-hmm. I was him about one of my family members, he um, my nephew actually, he wakes up smiling. Like he he's like six months. He wakes up smiling. I'm like, and I look at that and I get so inspired. I'm like, you know what? I want to wake up smiling too. What do I need to shift a line? let go of to wake up smiling because when you do that in the mornings especially like you set your day for success and that's how everyone needs to feel you know like yes you know what it is too it's it's definitely gratitude man gratitude 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 because I really find myself when I am not in alignment with gratitude I start looking I start counting what's wrong in my life or what I'm not doing or I'm, I'm not enough of you know instead of aligning with you know, what I am grateful for. I think kids, the thing with kids, it's so, it's so beautiful when you see children, they, they see everything as new, you know, like when you see snow, imagine, remember when we were younger and you saw snow on the ground from like Uh, the winter and Christmas and we were just like, oh my God, we got to go in, (laughs) oh my God, like that's because we're, we were so much in gratitude for just a white a white Christmas, you know, white, like, you know, snow coming down on the ground, or if we saw a rainbow, or if we saw a butterfly, or if we saw these little things in life, we just got so excited. And you have to ignite that excitement within you, even with the little things, you know, like, if you have, if you have people that you can trust in your life, man, you are blessed. You have mm. a house, you are blessed. If you have running water, you are blessed. You Just the little things. Because when you appreciate the little things, man, you attract the bigger and bigger and bigger things in life. You don't even know where. If you align yourself with gratitude and you act with it. See, the thing is, sometimes we are, like, not in acting with gratitude. Acting with gratitude is saying, if someone takes, if somebody wants to take you out to dinner, don't stall on them. They want to take you out. They really want to show you, like, if your friend really wants to spend time with you, you got to understand that you are blessed to have somebody that wants to, like, just sit on that table and just spend time with you. And, and, and if they want to pay for it sometimes, like, that's such a blessing. So many things are blessings in our life. You have a mom, you have a dad, you have a sister, you have a brother. You know, when you start aligning with those little things, that you are grateful for, man, you will magnify even bigger things in your life. And every, you will feel that joy inside of you. You will feel that joy inside of you because imagine like there are people in the hospital right now that don't have limbs. They don't have arms. They don't have a kidney. They don't have a brain. Like we can't be praying, you know, to the universe or God when things are going wrong. We got to, we got to be praying and giving those thoughts and those intentions when things are going right too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's, that's how I feel, you know. That's how I feel. I feel like that childlike comes from understanding that every moment, every every blessing, I mean, every day, every every blessing, even the small things, it's, it's just the biggest, it has the biggest impact on our life, you know? 
Yes. I feel so happy. Like, I feel like I'm getting coached. I feel like I came to interview you and I feel like I am also in a healing therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And one thing I love to do, um, I love astrology. Yes. And ask my viewers, and if you know, I know a lot of people know of their sun sign, but if you know of your sun, moon and rising, can you let the audience know what that is? Oh my gosh, girl. All I, my sun, peep this, my sun, moon, rising, Venus, and I think it's Pluto. It's all in Scorpio. Oh my gosh, <laughs> girl, that's powerful. Yeah, girl, I'm all Scorpio. <laughs> wow, wow. First of all, wow. Um, how, what is life? Been? I mean, like, I know we can look at our life through the lens of like, of course, we have a life of the lens through the woman and life of the lens through an artist, life of the lens through the lens of gratitude. What's your life been like through the lens of mostly Scorpio energy? It's intense because um, it's so intense. Everything is intense for me. I, I have to say everything is intense. And that's why I feel like I have to stay on this, like just like learning and growing and gratitude because I know that I'm the type of person that if everything, if I don't feel well in my heart, then I feel bad in my heart. I don't know how to have like, um, I don't. Hi, say say that again, Soul. You say you don't know how to have what? I don't know how to just be like every like it's all or nothing for me like everything is all or nothing and I and I'm learning through that every single day I think being a Scorpio it's like having a lot of power but knowing like understanding that I'm that powerful and also understanding that everyone else is that powerful around me I think God I think the universe made me all this like water sign in Scorpio because first off being a water sign I'm extremely compassionate extremely empathetic extremely like extremely like I have done shows and I have hugged every single person that's come to my show like I don't care if you don't know me I don't care if you don't I've hugged every single person because I don't know just being a water sign I'm so sensitive to people's heart man I'm so sensitive but then I also have this like Scorpio my electric guitar playing and singing and being on stage is like my Scorpio badass. Like I'm a, I'm like lighting it up. Like that's like, it's so many sides of it, girl. <laughs> it's so many sides of it. There's so many sides of it. And I think it's just like, um, always meditating and being at peace, you know, so that I can really use my power for good, you know? Yeah. And it's very true what you say about water signs because I'm I'm a Pisces sun. So when it comes to that, I'm like, yeah, that's true. When it comes to the compassion and just like the heart and feeling everything. But it's like, I love it now because um, I used to think it was not good to feel everything or to, to even sometimes be as compassionate because, of course, looking through the lens of the world, you see people shun that almost, mm-hmm. almost, um, um, almost shun being a uh, really feminine or female and just feeling but now when I get into my womanhood I'm like I love feeling I love acting from a space of like how do you really feel about this you know mm-hmm. and power in that you know and I don't want to hide that I, I don't I no longer desire to hide that you, you, you know your emotions it's, it's such a blessing it's so human to have these emotions you know this generation they like I'm, I'm starting to notice a pattern where this generation is trying to hide their emotions because of the fear of getting hurt or because of the fear of, 
um, lack of and not believing in abundance for everybody, you know, like including themselves. Like, and it's so crazy to me because I think emotions connect us. Emotions connect us as human beings. Like I embrace all my emotions because I really feel like I am here for people, you know, like I'm here for people. And I love, I love, love. I love, I love, love. I like the actual love. I love friendships. I love families. And I've even learned to love the points in my life of growth. I've learned to love my uncomfortable moments in my life, you know, and I've also learned to love when I am sad about something or I am crying about something. I learned to love in that moment because that's what makes me human. You know, that means I care. I'd rather be somebody who emotionally cares for others than somebody who's just like numb to everything. Mm. And I think that I know so many people feel like, oh, man, if I'm numb and I don't care, then I can move better. But I feel like your emotions make you move. I feel like that makes you move better. I think when you move with your emotions, you you find purpose. I feel like all, especially with trauma in, in life, I know that we all go through it, but trauma teaches compassion. Trauma teaches you that, you know, trauma sometimes gives you purpose if you let it. You know, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here. I remember like I when I went through depression and I was like I was giving up on my life and I I, it was real for me. I was going to be gone. Like I I planned out. I've had many moments in my life where I was mentally battling myself. I was battling myself so hard. But if I wasn't able to go through it, I wouldn't understand when people are going through it with themselves and know how to give them love or give them compassion and know how to not give up on them. You know, that's the thing about depression. Depression is aligned with loneliness. Lone, like it's aligned with loneliness and loneliness is the worst disease of it all. Like you can have every disease in the world, but if you are alone, and yeah. like that's the worst, you know? So I just feel like, you know, with everything, I've learned to love my emotions and love because man, if you can express yourself and your emotions and learn and, and help somebody else in their life, you know, not to have that same pain or even how to grow from that pain. You win in this life. That's what life is about. You can have all the money in the world. You can have all, you can have every, you can have every materialistic thing in the world. But if you don't have people to share it with, family, friends, anyone, if you don't have your journey to share, then what is it? If you're not impacting the world, then what, what, what are you doing? You know, it's all about the culture. It's all about, it's all about, see, the legends in the music industry, the art industry, or any industry, they left something for us to believe in, you yeah. know? And that's what, that's what makes them powerful. You know, you can have a billion dollars in the bank account and not help anybody, but you're not going to leave anything. You don't leave, you don't make that impact and that difference in the world. And I think that that's, that's, that's a, that, com- that all comes from emotion. That all comes from compassion. And that's, I feel like, you know, with human beings, like, don't hide your emotions, embrace them, learn how to, learn how to healthy, like, you know, how to deal with them in health and with healthy reason, with healthy ways, learn, learn how to do that, you know, don't cope out and cope out with different mechanisms and start and start hiding yourself because you're going to explode. Everyone mm-hmm. has that point, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Girl. Mm-mm-mm. I just feel like wow 
do you have, I was going to say, do you have a song that you can sing for us, even if you have a guitar with you, a snippet of a song or just anything that's on your heart and mind that you would like to say to the audience? Well, um, I would love to sing that. The only thing is I would love to sing a song for you. The only thing is um, right now I don't have my guitar on me. But um, what I will say to the audience is to, you know, when they come to look at my art, you know, try to self-analyze. Because especially with this music video that I have coming up, um, my first music video is about the power of meditation, you know. Mm. And I hope that people really analyze with themselves their true emotions and just, you know, believe in themselves and, you know, have their own self-journey through this life you know yeah so that's pretty much it like I you know your life is yours you know your life is completely yours and how you decide to love and how you decide to empower yourself or how do you decide to live that's on you and it's your responsibility yeah so that's pretty much it now the power is in realizing that our lives are our responsibility I feel like that's where also the liberation comes from like when you realize like everything that you are inside of you is your responsibilities. Like we are our, our own babies that we need to take care of all the way and love ourselves all the way. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And also like, um, keep a, you know, my, I my first single is drive by, but my next single is going to be black butterfly. And it's mm. all about, you know, understanding the power that is within you, even when you go through bad shit, like, excuse my language, even when you go through bad stuff, you know, like, okay. you express, Huh? I said that's okay if you say that. Okay, <laughs> God, I wasn't sure if I can curse or not because you know some people are like, "Don't curse." <laughs> but um, so definitely look out, you know, for Black Butterfly because I hope it allows you to heal and grow with any situation anyone's going through. Yeah, we're definitely gonna be looking out for that. I'm so grateful. And did you want to sing us something before we head out? Yeah, I mean, this is a part of Black Butterfly, and it goes like this: It goes, um, <clears throat> they all keep their eyes on a black butterfly. Wanna know how you soar through an upside down sky? With the clouds by your feet, wings sing by your side. When you rise past the floor in an upside down sky. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Thank you. you. Have a powerful voice, and I love your vibrato. It's like, oh, ah, thank you, girl. I can't <laughs> wait to show. I can't wait to show the world. You know. Yes, yes. So it's been a pleasure. I thank you so much for being on this podcast and just sharing your journey, inspiration, and your music. I'm definitely looking forward to coming and supporting your shows. Is there any last words you would like to say to any women, girls, aunties, mothers listening out there to you? Oh, you know what I would want to say? I want to say to not be afraid to be vulnerable to the aunties and the mothers, especially with their children. You know, mm -hmm. I know that especially like I'm Caribbean. So in my culture, you know, I know that we tend to well, I, I know in my family, we tended to um, always trying to seem like everything is perfect, you know. Um, but I noticed that the more vulnerable my aunts and my moms 
have my mom has you know opened their heart the more I learned how to be a powerful young woman so always you know really communicate with your daughter what you what you with your daughter with your nieces you know what you learned and what were your mistakes and how you grew from those mistakes because you don't know how that's going to save any little girl yeah thank you so much soul it's been a pleasure talking to you and I wish you so much success, abundance, joy, and happiness on your journey. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lena, for having me. You're welcome, girl. Bye. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lena Light Podcast. I'm so ecstatic today because we have a wonderful, wonderful person by the name of Pele. How are you today, Pele? Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Before we get started in our talk for today, I'm just going to read a little bit about her and what she does. Pele's first introduction to human design was in June of 2011. Since then, she has studied HD, investing in foundational and professional courses along the way. Pele has found that human design aids greatly in unveiling the unnecessary needs and doings of sufferings from micro to macro scale. Discovering that human design provides our individual blueprint to help us trust in ourselves, she also teaches how to contribute effectively to this thing we call life. That is so profound. I'm so excited to get into today in human design. Um, before we begin, how are you doing on this wonderful evening? I'm fantastic. It's funny because literally minutes before we uh, got to the interview, I literally was wrapping up a, a human design right, reading for and consultation for a client. So I'm refreshed, though. I'm a generator. I could keep going. <laughs> so good. I'm excited for people to know like what this is because there are so many people that know about things like astrology or tarot and things like that. But I feel like human design is something that is like it's always been there uh, in a sense, but like just uh, unearthing it so people can see it for what it is. Um, mm -hmm. That's why I'm so grateful to have you on. So for our audience, can you explain to them what is human design and the history behind it? Awesome. So human design is a combination of both the ancient and modern, um, ancient empirical, ancient sex and information combined with modern science. So what that is exactly is a synthesis of, synthesis is like a, a combination of astrology, Kabbalah tree of life, Chinese I Ching, uh, the Hindu chakra system, as well as quantum mechanics. Um, and quantum physics. So you take all of this here and you combine that, that is what creates human design. Um, and you can see that from your body graph and your charts. Now what human design does, it is a mechanism. So it's not a religion. It's not something you need to believe in. It's definitely a tool that helps you to live life definitely more correctly. And that's like, I mean that quite literally. <laughs> so it is a mechanism <clears throat> and you don't need to have faith in it. You don't need to believe in it. And it's not a religion. It is again, just a tool that you use. Um, it's a very powerful tool. And a lot of the, this tool needs to be experimented upon by the individual. So that way they can learn to trust themselves and see what works and what doesn't work. Um, yeah. So that's overall, that's the gist of human design because human design is a very powerful tool 
And there's a lot of complex stuff that goes into it, but I try my very best to make it not so complex. And the history of human design started with um, a gentleman named Ra Uruhu long time ago, way back in the 80s, I think like 87, 1987. Um, he's a mystic, you know what I mean? He is, but he was a teacher for a mighty long time. Even when you read his body graph in human design, he has the makeup of a teacher, El Guru, as well as a consultant. He's a guide naturally. And he just had this vo- this encounter with what he would call like the voice of like an intelligence, you know, far superior to anything he's ever experienced. And he was able to like, trans- you know, receive all that transmission or what we call a lot of the times downloads of that information and was, be- was able to put like, he worked tirelessly, tirelessly tirelessly, excuse me, for t- over, over 25 years on human design to get all of the complexities and all of these different factors and make it one cohesive, you know, symphony, you know what I mean? Like get yeah. all of it to orchestrate and make sense, but also, you know, put the math together. He did a lot of the hard legwork and then he started the experimentation. Just, he started to develop it for again, over 25 or so years and then started teaching the system around the world. And I came across the system. Um, Ra'u, who was, I believe he was like from Canada, I think. And then he ended up migrating to the United States and passed away literally mo- like a few months before I discovered it. So if I, fa- I discovered it in June, 2011, he passed away in March, 2011. Wow. So, mm-hmm. And it's so, interesting because I graduated high school in June of 2011 as well. <laughs> right on that's awesome yeah that was my post-saturn return so (laughs) interesting yeah interesting times wow wow thank you for giving us insight on that also i would say for for one who is interested in coming into the study of human design um when it comes to the body graph and the chart what is the you know first before we even get into the chart the five different types of human design what are the five different types or four different Mm -hmm. yeah that's perfect that's a perfect question um so in human design everyone has a type and as you mentioned there's five and these are these types are energies energetic types excuse me so the five energetic types are generators they're you know generators manifesting generators, manifestors, uh, projectors, and reflectors. Like yourself, you're a reflector. So um, <laughs> so these are all the energetic types and they operate differently. They make decisions differently. We all make decisions differently. And um, yeah, these, uh, these types here actually help us to understand better how, it actually helps us to, preserve ourselves, you know, self-preservation is the first law, you know what I'm saying, a law of nature. So like this, what I love most about human design is that it actually helps us to respect ourselves, mm-hmm. honor the way we we're created and to correctly operate accordingly so that we don't have a life full of suffering and, yeah. and just, you know, misdirection and so forth. So generators and manifesting generators, these are the types that are usually are, um, they have sustainable energy. They can, you know, they're very energetic. They are here to definitely be major masters of their work and they're here to work. You know what I mean? They can definitely put in the footwork. They typically are out here notoriously known as like the worker bees. (laughs) 
and the, the, the buzz of the world is with these generators. Then there's projectors. Uh, these types here have an undefined sacral center. So they don't have, they're not energetic type is what, they, what they're called. And these folks have inconsistent energies and they actually are, you know, triggered to try to act like a manifestor, go out here and initiate a lot of work. But really, for the most part, they're very inconsistent with their energies. And it's important that they um, just really stay engulfed in their passions and what they love the most. So that way they can actually make that eventually into a vocation. So with them, they're usually our guides. They usually are the ones that tell um, the energetic guides, I should say. They usually are the ones telling people out here with the energy types that, what to do with our energies and so forth. But that's a projector. Um, they work, but they just work inconsistently and they usually work on doing things that they're more passionate about. Mm -hmm. And then we have the beautiful, I want to make sure I cover all of them. So that was projectors, manifesting generators, generators, and then there's reflectors. And <laughs> now the ref, did I miss any of them? So the reflectors here. I'm trying to rethink here myself. So you as a reflector, for instance, are just totally like just no energies. Like like you you are the type that actually mirror a lot of your you, of our of us here. You're like the moon child, really. So you're a very like very very rare uh, type out here because you base your decisions on on the moon calendar, the lunar cycle. And on top of that, like you're real, you literally are what we call the moon child here. And what you do here is to, you reflect a lot of what's going on with society. So like with us, with the human condition. So it's important for you to stay literally like, yeah, what feels good is important to you. Yes. Environment, feel good in what you do, feel good around the people you're around. I mean, that's how you know that you base your decisions. I wish I could base my decisions on just feeling good and what's, <laughs> but that's <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, that right there, the reflectors are the rarities, like very, 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 you, you literally are a rare type out here. And it's not something that you can um, express externally. It's definitely going on internally. Yeah. But I love the fact that I came across you because you're such a such a gem. Huh? How we met too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to think. Did I miss anything? I I, I want to make sure I didn't miss anyone. And so, reflectors, projectors, uh, manifesting generators, manifestors, and oh, that's who I missed. The manifestors. Okay. So this is basically what we've been. Manifestors. Lastly, are the ones that we were taught to try to keep up with. They're the ones that can actually initiate and get a lot, you know what I mean? Do things, get things done. Like they don't need a lot of, they don't need people's permission. They don't even need life's permission. They just go out there and do. So they are the ones that are major Kickstarters. Because uh, yeah, manifestors, they, they literally are self-explanatory with their turn, their, what they're called energetically. They manifest. So they can get things initiated. They can get things going. They can go out here and just do without, really asking anyone for permission. A lot of the times they usually just inform someone and they go out here and just get things done. But a lot of the times manifestors can sometimes burn themselves out because though they're great at starting things energetically, mm -hmm. they need help sometimes uh, executing um, at the end, like having a close on certain things energetically. But for the most part, they are the doers. They are the doers, initiators, 
uh, of all the energetic types and manifestors. Yep. So yeah, those are manifesting generators, generators, manifestors, reflectors, and projectors. Wow. So, yeah. And do you have any examples of people that are, I would say more so in the limelight or celebrity life that you really admire uh, of each different type? Um, sure. I'm trying to think here. Um, I guess we'll start with projectors. <laughs> so there's a lot of projectors. A lot of us are no notoriously know, know a lot of the projectors because, okay, their signature is success. So they know they're healthy and they're living their life correctly when they're, they see small to large successes in their lives. So a lot of the projectors we are aware of are usually celebrities like Kanye West. I mean, like him or love him or dislike him. I mean, he's definitely acting out his human design, even when he speaks out of turn and so forth. That's so his oof, huge mm. part of his design. That's because he has something called like an undefined throat center. So he's trying to get yeah. attention to him or speaking out of turn. Um, I'm trying to think here. An another projector here is probably like Issa Rae is oh. a projector. So Issa Rae is a projector. So she succeeded by just staying engulfed in her passions, which was, you know, doing basically artistic endeavors in film, comedy, you know what I mean? And really going down that route. She started off with her on like her web series um, on YouTube with the awkward, the I think it was the misadventures of the awkward, of, uh, awkward black chick. Something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. And so she started there. Her humble beginnings, like she in order for her show to keep on going, you know, she had to get people to like pay her, you know, pay attention to what she was doing. She was just doing her the whole entire time. Yeah. Which allowed her to, which is important for projectors, is to stay engulfed in their passion. And eventually that passion will turn into a vocation. So that's what she did. And people were donating and contributing to her, her whole, you know, her passions and her, what she was doing on YouTube and her channel. That's what I should say. Mm -hmm. And then from there, HBO caught on and then she evolved from, you know, doing HBO. She was also putting out a book for this series. She put out her book, The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Chick. I believe that's what it's called. Forgive me if I messed up the title of the book. And now... She still like her successes are, are just uh, gradually going, going, going to where it's becoming more and more apparent that um, this is where she's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like she stays, if you look at her, the involvement of her life and she's staying engulfed in the same lane, um, but just expanding in that lane of yeah. film, of you know what I mean? Of script writing and, and so forth in Hollywood. Black Hollywood at that, and then just continue to just grow there. And even going about doing things in, in an independent way where she's bringing in other talent so that they shine as well in that realm. Um, so that's a projector. Another, um, I guess we could think about another energy here is a famous uh, generator. Let's talk about that. So a famous generator would be Beyonce. Ah. So Beyonce is a, yeah, she's a generator and she, and she shows it, doesn't she? Yeah. So generators are here to be masters of their work, but also like they really have to love what they do. <laughs> like it's important because that's how they work effectively. So she is a generator. 
So uh, generators have that sustainable energy and they can keep going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny. And she does that. She's, she's plans, she works, she, she's very meticulous about what she does. She's, a, she's been a master since, she, she, since a child. Thank goodness to her father understanding her energy, what to do with that energy and her gift and her talent that he, cult, he continued to hone it. Like He didn't really have to cultivate it too much. He just more so aided in the discipline because yeah. she had the energy. And she was up for the task since a child, just keeping up, you know what I mean? And she was, she was born to do this, literally, from her human design. So her generator energy, she was working hard and she was disciplined and she just continued to put in all her efforts and she exhausted herself which is important for a generator for a generator to effectively sleep at night and be able to wake up like recharged is to completely exhaust themselves and that's what she did she had no problem rehearsing so innumerable times to get something correct she had no problems planning she had no problems sitting down and really you know working figuring out how to actually entertain us out here um, and being effect, you know, going from effective to efficient in her energies as a generator. So that's her. So that that is Beyonce has, as you can see, she stays hardworking. And even now, right now, she's kind of switched. Even when she had the twins yep. with her children, she continued. She got right back in the gym and she made her life, you know what I mean, pretty much public for us to know that she worked her butt off to get back into her physique that she's in now. Yeah. Generator style. So that's like literally just really focus and really get going and, you know, really making sure that her, her energy was put towards something that she really loved. She loves entertaining. She loves performing. She loves also putting out, you know, putting out quality work, which shows in the way she delivers everything. So that's a generator. <laughs> wow. We did the projector. We did the generator manifesting generators. Oh gosh. I guess I just, um, <laughs> Let me see here, because I'm trying to definitely um, a manifesting generator. Okay, well, famous was Tupac Shakur. Oh, yeah, he's a um, yes, he's a, a manifesting generator, and I'll explain. Um, I don't know if any of the young folks know much, but I'll I'll try to bring you up to speed. I'll bring you up to speed. He's a manifesting <laughs> generator. This man, he passed away at 25, but he made so much music, like ridiculous amounts of music. You know what? I'll put both of these artists together because they're both manifesting generators. It's Prince. Wow. As well as Tupac Shakur. They're not far from each other birthday wise either. They're both June babies. I believe, you know, um, Prince is June 7th mm -hmm. and uh, Tupac Shakur was around June, I think June 14th or June 16th, somewhere around there. Don't quote me, but I know he's around there somewhere. Um, but they're both energetically manifesting generators. So they both notoriously made tons and tons of music. Even when they both passed away, let's start with Tupac Shakur. He passed away at 25, mm. but he at so much music. And if you were to go through his discography, those albums, like he made more music than albums. Like what I'm talking about is singles and mixtapes. And like he even had music that outlived him and was released after his passing. So that man was notorious also in the music community if you look at his documentaries they would uh, people that were around him fam even famous folks like Snoop Dogg and Dogg and all these other people that were around him Dr. Dre and all these other artists and musicians and producers would even say this man would stay in the studio and 
he would make back-to-back songs and he would like make a track then he'll already have a title ready and then you know what I mean like really just was like a dynamic kind of like an octopus with his tentacles and everything I was just telling a friend that so yeah he was very dynamic and it's important that manifesting generators allow themselves to unleash that because they're natural born multitaskers so so was Prince Prince was a multi-instrumentalist he played more than one issue he played he played a a lot of instruments, let's say that. That man would produce and make a lot of music on his own. He would also write and make music for others. He would even be in the cuts and be, you know, definitely contribute to production. So it was interesting. So these two here are like major dynamic um, <laughs> manifesting generators because they can do a lot in a, in a short amount of time and that they don't even know sometimes that they're doing a lot. Yeah themselves and if you trap them and try to tell them to do one thing at a time it's like trapping a lightning bolt in a a jar Mm. so that's a manifesting generator um did you want me to cover more or how what are your thoughts like i love this um i would say the last thing um reflect like a reflector or a i think we got manifester did we get manifester projector manifesting generator Oh yes, we got we got projector, we got generator, we got manifesting generator, um, manifestors. Oh gosh, um, let me double check something here for you. Um, oh well, Sandra Bullock. Well, yeah, there are. So I don't know if you know who Sandra Bullock is. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know the a- actress? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So actually, there's a few that are. Um, Actually, that's that they're not reflectors. I'm sorry, they're manifestors. I got them mixed up here. No, Sandra Bullock is a. a I'm sorry, Sandra Bullock is the actress, mm-hmm. is a reflector. So she is like, so she's been in the game for with acting for a mighty long time. Yeah. So her, she's since she was a young child. So you don't see very much of her personal life out there. She's not really out here to put herself, she doesn't really put herself out here a lot, but when it comes to her acting, like she's able to definitely get into her role very well because she's, she's definitely responding and she knows how to actually mirror, <laughs> which is crazy, which is a reflector that in a tremendous way, she's able to mirror a lot, not just for society, not just for people, but she's also able to mirror her roles very well, mm. which makes her exceptional behind the camera. Why? Which is also why she was able to do the things that she does for so long. For her too, like when she, she also mentioned when it comes to her and her relationships in real life, it takes her out. She's mentioned this quiet as kept that in her interviews that she needs time yeah. to <laughs> make sure that she's befriending the right people because she said that in Hollywood there's a lot of phony people (laughs) she was like and then she doesn't want to be around those phony people because they bring out phoniness out of her which is such a reflector and I couldn't believe she was blunt and honest about that but she was telling the truth I think she's been in her career for so long she understands that so she knew that she couldn't be around certain people in certain environments because she realizes she was reflecting that and she can mirror it it was almost like when she sees it in herself she's seeing it this is she knows where it's coming from and where the source is coming from. Yes. Trip. Oh my but Sandra Bullock is a reflector. And I guess the last one for manifester here. Let's see here. So for a manifester, let's go. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp. Oh. I mean, yeah, he's fine. Girl, he's fine. <laughs> he's done fine, like stupid fine, right? Just fine. Even at an old age, he's fine. So it's just fine. Okay, let me stop talking about how fine he is. But Johnny Depp is a manifester. Um, I don't know if you know a lot about his his humble beginnings, but as a manifester, what he would do is uh, he really just out. He, he was really just a broke kid, just out like out and about, just wow. doing his thing as a as a broke teenager. Um, and he just took a risk like he was really broke at, at a very young age and just took a risk out in Hollywood to go ahead and try a part um, and didn't know what he was doing. But he was just like, I'm just going to do it anyways. You know, and he didn't wait around for nobody. He didn't get asked for no permission. And since then, he's just been able to keep going from there. Like his his career catapults is so very at a very young age as well. Um, I think earlier than Sandra Bullock. Um, that man, I'm pretty sure you've seen projects of him yeah. all over the place from, you know, all the way from his Edward Scissorhand, even before then, Edward Scissorhand days, those were a very young, long time ago to current, like he had uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. He's been in other movies, but that man is famous. He's all over the place. Yes. So whenever he wants something, when he wants to do something, he'll do so. He's been in a bit of a tiff with his relationships, though. He still needs some help in the relationship department. His anger issues is what his his ex said. And that's typical for manifestors because when they're not being themselves, they're angry. Mm. You know, they get angry when they're not able to be themselves or they're being, they feel like they're not, not able to be authentic and so forth. They get angry. Wow. So with him being angry, uh, I understand, but still... You know, not everyone's going to be able to deal with that in a relationship, but right. that is Mr. Johnny Depp there as a manifester. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the different manifestors too. That's I know so- Frida Kahlo was one. Yeah, which one, Frida Kahlo? Yeah, that's- you remember Frida, the artist? Yeah, oh, she, she just made it happen. She didn't care. It she just that you know, when it comes to art, yeah. Not just that, but the way she even even the way she went after her men <laughs> and women, and that's another story. But still, <laughs> she went after life for sure as a manifester. Um, but yeah, that's- so I think I covered all the energetic types. I believe so. Yes, that's that's uh, so informative, and it's good to know. You know, it's good to see it in other people. So I feel like when we can see it in other people, especially in like places of that category, we can recognize it more, like in ourselves, especially if it's someone you admire. Or just someone you look up to. Um, my next question, we've talked about everyone's chart, not everyone's, but you know, a lot of people's different types. What about you? What's your human design type? And um, what has it helped you with knowing this information along this journey? Okay, so thank you so much for asking. That's interesting. Um, with my energy, I'm, I'm a 3-5 profile, uh, pure generator um, and right angle cross of rulership, I believe four. Yeah. So with me, what my type is energetically generator. I, yes, I have been a generator all my life, so I can definitely identify. I think one thing that I know that I loved about human design, first off, let's definitely start with the fact that the way I found out about human design was actually post Saturn return was through crop circles, looking at pictures of crop circles and finding, finding the body graph. And from there, I don't think anything is a mistake. Yeah. So I don't think like a lot of things in our lives are serendipitous, like even the serendipitous stuff is necessarily a mistake. 
um, with human design, what I've learned for me is like how to make correct decisions. And what I've also been able to help a lot of folks out here, a lot of clients is how to make correct decisions for themselves. So that way they're not making it, you know, based on, on things that just do not um, serve them or that don't misdirect them. So the one thing I loved about human design is that alone was number one of how to make decisions correctly, which they call the authority. Mm -hmm. Your authority is whether, you know, where you would make the best decisions. Um, for you as a reflector is the, the way you make best decisions is do you feel, feel good, but also you waiting the whole full, you know what I'm saying, the moon cycle. The, the, the whole moon cycle completes before you finalize your decision. And I know that takes a lot of patience. I could just imagine how much of a patient person you are. You, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? Like, yes. I mean, you're rare. You're a rare type. You know what I'm saying? So for you to wait to a whole, you know, moon cycle go through full, full, you know, fully like a full calendar 28, you know, cycle for it to finish up for you to finally come to a decision about something girl, it's a trip because otherwise you don't want to suffer disappointment. Yeah. As like, so for me being a generator, like learning that my authority was not emotionally reacting to something, not from my intuition or instinct, not from my head, not from my heart per se and feelings and all that. It's more so from my gut that made so much sense to me because I was doing it correctly mm -hmm. as a child. Like I was following my authority as a kid and then I lost my way as I got older, because we get conditioned, right, from society. So as me as, as, as a 3-5 profile, um, my profile means a lot to me. A lot of folks' profile is about 70% of who you are is in your profile because it's combining the, it's combining both your conscious and your unconscious self. So you're, it, what human design does is it, it definitely highlights your dual consciousness. You know what I'm saying? So that way it's not just highlighting your personalities and things and areas that you're already aware of. It also highlights your unconscious of what's driving you. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's not always conscious, what's pushing you and, and so forth. What that did for me was literally helped me to forgive myself for a lot of things that I've done in the past and my, a lot of mistakes, a lot of ignorance, as well as be able to correctly approach my life so that way I can have a healthy, meaningful life without having to put too much effort to be something I'm not. Yeah. So me being a three, five profile, I'm usually, I'm naturally an experimentalist. I go out here. I'm the person that usually typically will go out here and mess up a lot because I'm willing to touch, push, push things over, bump into things, turn things up, over and be able to look and see and uncover what's real, what isn't, and be able to report to you all what works and what doesn't work. Um, so that really worked to my benefit even though it sounds really painful, it was, it was painful, but humor is like both my medicine and biggest deflector. Wow. And I learned why that is because of the fact that I have something that has to, you know, chaos is when I'm, when I accept chaos, I'm, ex I'm accepting myself. I'm pretty sure if any of your listeners are three or five profiles, they're probably going to reflect and be like, yo, that's me. <laughs> so, I learned a lot tremendously and it took a lot of experimentation because I had my doubts. Like, what if this doesn't work? What if this is just some, uh, you know what I'm saying, mumbo jumbo that's just like out here and people are just trying to be fancy. What if it, I, I've had all those doubts. I've had all that skepticism where it's like, I think this is just like some hippie stuff. This is joke. This is a joke. No, I, it took me seven years 
um, stubbornly seven years to finally recognize how to correctly go about my life to realize, yeah, this stuff works. It's accurate. It's on point. I've been there, done that, bought the shirt, wore it out. And then now I'm helping others go through it. And I see it. Human design is like growing drastically, not just in, in, in adults, but I'm also seeing it among the future, future kids because this is more for the future here, especially because this is about you being able to live a healthy life, not suffering, like you mentioned in the intro, not being not out here wondering, should you be like such and such? And right. comparisons actually really do kill you. Yeah. And so because especially with the time of technology, with us searching and surfing the Internet, you know, what I mean, it's not hard to uh, subconsciously and unconsciously compare ourselves to a lot of these people here or these, we should say, aliases, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. These identities that we don't even know that don't we have never touched or never communicated with. And um, we judge ourselves unfavorably. So with human design, what it does is it helps you to just focus on you but also be able to, you know, be there and, and, and be available to humanity as well, but not lose who you are. Differences are, are important in human design. It, it welcomes you to, you know what I mean? To express your differentiation is what they call it. And just embrace that you're different and there's nothing wrong with that. You're not monolithic. You're not here to fit in a box. And I'm sure you can identify with that for someone like yourself that is so rare and so different in your energetic type. You know what I'm saying? This is what really made me recognize, okay, this is something that can, after I got over the complexities of, uh, and was able to digest human design and take some time, I'm now able to go out and talk to people about human design and their individual human design and make it digestible for them so that they're not just uh, information dumped. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a lot of information, but. I would definitely. Oh, yeah. No, I would definitely say getting my chart read from you was one of the highlights of my year. Um, it was it was um, either early this year or late last year. But I just remember you went so in depth with me. You covered so many different topics and even things definitely with the types because I'm a four six with the subconscious, mm -hmm. you know, types that, uh, or thinking that I might not have been fully aware of. So I'm just grateful for this tool and to have it and to use it and to understand specifically, because I do believe like they say comparison is like the thief of joy. You know, it can be so easy to be in this world and get caught up in the game of comparison. Like you said, when it comes to social media and the platforms and things, and it's like, it's good to have a practice where we can see our light individually, nurture that light, and then be able to shine it on the world without feeling like, oh, well, I, if I have to be like this person, I have to be like this person to be seen. It's like, no, you can literally be yourself and enjoy life. You don't have to compare. And that's one of my favorite things about human design, because it shows you about like who you are as an individual um, and how that kind of fits into the grander scheme of things. It does. It's so awesome. I love the fact that I've been able to like really evolve. It is a science. It definitely has gotten down to a science to where like, um, I mean, you can do a lot with it. Um, some folks are now far more advanced in this realm of human design. They are able to predict certain things and just like how there's like transits and so forth and then predict there's predictive astrology. Well, there's definitely predictive, you know, human design. There's areas in human design you can predict a lot of things. But um, yeah, like I'm just so, well, 
thank you so much, first of all, for allowing me into your life to even go forward with human design because that was wonderful. Yeah. And you, in return, actually reciprocated a reading for me with, with Tarot that was quite smack on accurate. <laughs> So even in, during the ruffle, it was, it was smack on accurate. Energetically, everything was correct. Um, but yeah, human design alone has, that's actually probably the most uh, transformative tool I've ever come across um, besides water. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely, I, I, I am so grateful for this here and for this gentleman long time ago coming up with this here. It's always those that are willing to do the kind of hard work to actually make sure that we actually benefit from these kinds of tools, right? I'm glad I didn't have to do all that hard work. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was gonna say, me as a reflector, me definitely as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Are you, were talking, you were talking about um, predictive, like, you know, human design and predictive astrology. I was thinking like, what do you believe the theme for human design and just people coming into this knowledge is, um, what do you believe the theme is uh, or designed around for 2020? Um, okay. I want to make sure I heard your question correctly. So you said, you, 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 what do you think, what do I think about human design and where it's going in 2020? Like, I guess the theme, like, you know how we have like the transits as far as like for astrology, like in the, around this time, like, oh, what do you, think? that's, no, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic question. I'm sorry. No, it's Okay. Um, so I actually posted this on Facebook, but I'm going to go ahead and communicate it, um, for sure. Uh, what the theme I see primarily in 2020 is disruption, but it's not what the negative connotation like can probably, you know, grant to some folks. 2020 is a year definitely of disruption, meaning it's going to be quite disruptive because it's going to definitely, it's it's preparing for a, a major seven-year cycle of hitting 2027 where there's going to be a major change and transformation around then. Change is never sweet and kind. You know what I mean? Like, it's never like, oh, just a gentle little transition. No. The disruption is going to be, a, it, 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 it fluctuates up and down. But the, the year of disruption for me, what I foresee with 2020 is actually going to be removing a lot of things that just don't belong as cliche as a sound that just don't belong for individuals that don't belong. And I do see that even from the political scale, it's going to be drastic there as well. Um, but for people individually and the collective as well, disruption, um, they're going to be quite disturbed in a, in a good way, though. It's not always negative because there's always a balance. You know, nature will always balance itself no matter what and how the harmon- harmonic balance gets back to neutralizing itself. So I think it's going to be definitely a, be a benefit to definitely release a lot of the things that just are inauthentic in your environment, in, your, in, in yourself. There is going to be a change in money as well where people are going to definitely take their money more serious as far as like how they're going to accrue their money without being so trapped to the old mindset of a nine to five. Mm, you know what I'm saying like, I'm seeing that already because like, I mean, that's been going on and it's been a gradual process year to year, year to year, every since, you know, ever since technology has really started to scale up and take it, take over. 
But next year, for sure, that's going to definitely shine dr- quite drastically, the disruption, because people are not going to want to uh, behave as like, when I say behave, I mean, like, they're not going to, you're going to see more and more people not wanting to behave and be under the nine to five mentality of just being subjected to just a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't mind. That. It's not that people are ungrateful per se. It's just more so people are going to understand like and have more faith and confidence in their individual selves to start really bridging out and being more creative on how they actually, um, what you call it, produce resources for themselves, produce income from them for themselves. It doesn't have to be for so long since the industrial age, we've been taught that, you know, go to a job and get a degree and be able to go and do what you, you know what I'm saying? And, and work your way up the hierarchy and so forth. That's, that's really dismantling. It's already started. Like we've already seen it dismantling on the internet and so forth, but like really it's going to be very apparent in 2020. So people are already doing this. And I know that there's a lot of, there's a lot of false idols in the realm of technology that communicate about this already but those folks are also like dissolving and being um how do i say they are the spotlight is also being put on them about how they've scammed or shammed a lot of folks into this lifestyle no but this 2020 is literally people not buying into that yeah they're literally doing it they're unveiling and communicating these things and they're showing it by actual action in the in themselves to where they behave differently so if people, if you know, if anyone starts to feel this disruptive energy of being stuck, of being, I've felt it, bored or feeling upset and just dissatisfied or, you know what I mean? Like just disappointed with their lives and so forth. A lot of the times that's really just the energy working for you to go ahead and start operating correctly. Yeah. And when you operate correctly, do not be surprised if it becomes creatively independent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're, we're moving towards... What human design has actually acknowledged now too, we're, we're moving to what we're right now operating from a, your, what they call a Uranian body. You know what I mean? Very Uranus, very get, definitely getting away from that age of Pisces and uh, all in age of Aquarius. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where we're dealing with us. Why am I not surprised that we're talking about human design and astrology and technology all in the age of Aquarius that is very age of Aquarius but even disruption is a major age of Aquarius thing so there's a few factors that are actually determining the energies for 2020 and this is definitely going to be a major one is disruption doesn't mean it's negative it can appear negative but it actually is sometimes the thing that's gonna like you know even like a spank in the behind can feel painful but it can also be good and loving for the person that needs to behave and be like hey you're you know what I mean? don't do that don't touch that you know like let's make sure you get you know don't go over here don't touch this because this can hurt you or it's not for you that's like kind of the spanking the spanking the behind the disruption in life it's like gonna definitely spank that butt and be like hey <laughs> I know you wanted to cling on to this opportunity i know you wanted to cling on to this relationship i know you wanted to cling on to this environment the same for you though mm-hmm. so that that you know what i mean like i'm gonna create there's gonna be some friction there's gonna be some tension and then it's no different from sex and having birth you know what i mean rebirthing like that's what it's like it's like having sex there's friction there 
having a baby. Oh gosh, there's definitely friction there. <laughs> yeah. And then, ha- you know what I'm saying? in the pains and so forth, it's, 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 it's disruptive, right? Yeah. So there's, this, there's a definite time of disruption next year that's going to birth, create and birth a new for folks in this realm that I see, especially when they're going to redefine what they consider work. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And yeah. this is like, uh, this is important because I've been feeling this way more so in the month of like December. It's just been so major for me not being able to even like properly sleep, like always feeling like when I wake up, I'm like, okay, something needs to change, like being on alert. Like this today, literally, I went to the grocery store and got some fresh fruits and veggies, like wanting to just switch my whole diet and or my lifestyle. So it's happening like, it's girls happening. So I, I definitely get that. Um, I am cracking up because <laughs> that just happened to me. No, I'm dead serious. In this past week, that's exactly what happened to me. Oh my like, God. and you can't fake this. You can't plan it. You can't, you can't make this up. It just happens serendipitously. But like, literally, it's important that you pay attention to those things. So for you to do that, naturally, it's not a mistake. You know what I mean? Especially for someone like yourself as a reflector. It's not like as a generator for me, too, is like, I felt the same thing. It was like, okay, it's time for me to definitely kick some of those bad habits away. And I don't want to do certain things. I'm in the habit as a generator, I'm getting back into generator mode, go back exercising, get back into definitely doing a more physical regimen. Cause when I do physical regimen as a generator, everything else falls into place. Mm. When I don't do stuff physically is when I start to feel sick and I start doing all kinds of wackadocious stuff where it doesn't, it, it can knock my my health out of out of place. So I love the fact that you brought that up. That's awesome. Not just that, but look at all the things that you got going for yourself too with your opportunities. I can see. Thank you. I got shaping you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and on my podcast, I always love to ask uh, because I am also a fan of astrology. Can you tell the audience if you do know what is your sun, moon, and rising sign? Sure. So my son is a Sagittarius, my rising is Leo, and my moon sign is Gemini. That's so powerful. Wow. <laughs> That's so funny. It's just so funny. <laughs> That's my north node is uh, Sagittarius. So it's like, I can also see why we like click. It's like the even more important, like destiny and like things like that. And just having to know and that's wonderful. Can you also tell people where to find you? Like, are you, where are you? I know you're my friend on Facebook, but what's your information as far as your website, if you have, or if you have Mm -hmm. Facebook and also the services that you offer. Okay. So my, okay. So my website, if you really do want to book a service with me here, um, I offer consultations. Um, I, I definitely offer a reading you know what I mean? And just know that it is going to be a few hours. Um, I don't mind spending that time. I actually believe in spending time with people and engaging. If you can recall, the first time I did your reading was like, what? A few hours, right? Like two, three. It's so worth it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So just know when I go in and deep dive with your human design, I am going to take your time and people be like, you know, it's, it's worth it because it's about you. And I do record the sessions because it's important that you have this information so that you can digest it later and take your time because it is a lot of information, but it's not a bunch of information dump. It's for you. It's about you the whole entire time. So I do offer readings and consultations like 
the whole nine. It's a 360 degree covering your human design. I do ones for um, if you're about your talent and your gifts and how you prosper. I do take care of that. I um, do transits as well. If you want to know what's going on with you in a relationship, I do relationship connection charts, kind of like in, in astrology, you guys will call it like either synastry or composites. I do do connection charts for relationships of any kind. It could be familial. It could be business. It could be, you know what I mean? Also romantic relationships as well. I, I do also, um, when I just pedaling back, I can exercise with your talents and your gifts and how you prosper personally. I can even expound upon of where your gifts and talents actually, how you can actually make the most, um, where your energy is best set so that your skill sets or what, you know, your specific individual skill sets can shine so that you can reap rewards, like to pay you for those skill sets and energy, what you already come packed with so that you can go out here into the working world of, or do your own thing and so forth, and be able to reap benefits, meaning money and resources so that you can continue to live and thrive. Um, that as well as, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, health. So I do cover health as well. So this is dealing with your variables. This is dealing with a few things actually. And that's dealing, I can actually do a whole health assessment on you, expounding on your beneficial environment and expounding on your beneficial um, nutrition um, your cognition type, your motivation, your perspective, and how things, you know, just align for you better energetically. So if you're wanting to expound on your health as well, I can definitely do that. But all these things here are all covered collectively all in one reading as well. So if you, you know, but if you just need certain areas, trust me, I can do that. And if you need any custom, customized information, just reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to help you with that. My website is compoundingabundance.as.me. Let me spell that out. So compounding, C-O-M-P-O-U-N-D-I-N-G, abundance, A-B-U-N-D-A-N-C-E dot A-S dot me. So compounding, compounding dot as dot me compoundingabundance.as.me is actually where you can read about the services and you can actually book for, with me on the availability and schedule and everything is all there. I make it very seamless and very easy. You can also reach me, reach out to me via email if you'd like or for further questions at compoundingabundance at gmail.com. So compoundingabundance at gmail.com. If you prefer to reach out to me on Facebook, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com backslash compounding abundance <laughs> and so that's that's it that is me there on all of those places so you can find me again on facebook at facebook.com backslash compounding abundance and so my nickname is on facebook as hollow Gofer, but my my name is pele for sure so yeah that is everything that I thank you so much. Yes. I got to thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful friend in this woman here. She is amazing. So thank you so much. I appreciate you, Lena. You're so welcome. And closing out um, the last question I wanted to ask you is what's your advice for women who are interested in metaphysical, scientific, or occult studies that are like getting started or like that look at it and they're like, oh, that looks nice, but they don't really know. Because I feel like a lot of times, um, a lot of women, I think the some of the most powerful um, 
emotions that we may deal with is like guilt and disappointments. So when it comes to like just studying new things, feeling guilty or dealing with feelings of disappointment or you're disappointing someone because you're not, you know, of course, following the protocol, you know, what do you have to say when it comes to those types of situations? When dealing with guilt and, and disappointment with their lives or in general? Um, whenever it comes to like, if they have some type of study, like let's say it's not of the religious background, let's say it's more so spiritual, like the women that want to study or that are interested in like metaphysical or scientific, oh. like what advice do you have for them? Because I know that like, sometimes when it comes to like women wanting to get started with anything, sometimes it comes like with guilt or like disappointment sometimes and getting past that was your um your advice mm-hmm. okay that's a, a that's a really profound question okay guilt and disappointment so i would highly recommend definitely pulling up your your body graph first off pull out your body graph go and pull it up and you can go to mybodygraph.com or you can go to Jovian Archive. So my mybodygraph.com is even easier. So mybodygraph.com. You can go there. It's free. You can just generate your body graph. Get that information, right? Download it. And then the best way to go about it is actually there's things with human design. It's important you understand the things you're not here to do. There's, there is a correct way for you individually to live. And there's an incorrect way you to to live so if you're disappointed in dealing with guilt in human design typically there's usually certain gates that are active that's possibly causing that and there's also there's areas in your life and your body graph that can show you that it's undefined for instance i just was having that with the last reading this woman here she had an undefined emotional solar plexus like i do and she feels the guilt if she's, not, you know, she feels guilted into doing things because people sometimes guilt her, make her feel guilty. And so then she amplifies the feeling of guilt. And then she comes out and start acting from a place of unworthiness. Mm. She also, had, You know what I mean? Like there's things about human design that will expound upon that shows you what you're not here to do. So when you start feeling guilty or disappointed, sometimes it's usually maybe, you know, the best way to go about it is actually the, something was incorrect. I would definitely even be skeptical of why you feel that way. Mm. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't attach your, I wouldn't attach yourself as an individual to that feeling and identify with it. Definitely catch it, be objective, but don't identify with it because there's a difference. When you identify with it, you submerge yourself into it and you start doing things that you're just not supposed to be doing when you identify with those emotions, definitely see that it's there. Um, definitely like honor it in, in a sense where like, you're going to be skeptic and now you have to treat it like a science, a, a science and be like, okay, why? You know what I mean? And why do I feel guilty? And why do I feel disappointed about this year? And it's kind of like, there's this reverse engineering. So when it comes and then you go and you hark back to your human design body graph here, and see why you even feel this way. Why do you need to go about it this direction? And what is the correct way, the correct course, uh, you know, course, course correction, what the, the correct action or, or the correct step for you to go forward with this here. A lot of folks have to be patient with themselves. When you're dealing with that guilt and that disappointment, 
especially with someone like you that is a reflector, I'm sure disappointment is a way of actually showing you that something is incorrect for you. That is actually a major reflector thing. Yeah. So usually the best way you deal with that is like something isn't right. Something isn't correct. Something, you know what I mean? For that, em- that emotion, that feeling to harbor in your body, something needs to be corrected. So that's the first thing is to always remember like, you know, don't identify with it. Just observe it, know that it's there know that it's alerting you and then go about it correctly with your authority and just um, be very forgiving of yourself too, please. Yeah. Whatever you may cause that here. And, and it's okay for you to withdraw. Like it's important. People understand that it's okay for you to withdraw from people, places, things. So that way you can get to a place of clarity appropriately in the way you're created. So withdraw if need be. Um, but for someone like you as a reflector, um, and as well as people with other authorities that need a soundboard, sometimes you need a soundboard. So if you need a soundboard, you know that correctly from your authority. Because someone like you, you need people that are positive and that are honest and that genuinely love you. That is going to tell you like it is without being malicious. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and people that have the authority of like, so I know some projectors that actually have the soundboard where they need to communicate that with someone. So with human design, it's important you understand, don't identify necessarily with any emotional thing. Know that it's there, know that you capture it, be objective, be a skeptic, and then from there on, like honor your body enough to respect your authority. How do you make the best decisions with this? How do you go about it and be patient with yourself as you're working this out? Mm. Being reactive is just gonna cause a lot of problems, so be careful with that. Unless you're a manifester, that's a different story. Because manifestors, they can do that. But manifestors are the only ones out of all the, the types that you have to chill with that. So with this here, I would recommend making sure you understand your strategy because that is how you best approach situations or in life in general. Definitely hearken to your authority. That is how you make decisions and respect and honor your energetic type because this, there, you know, there's, life is going to go on no matter what. So don't try to accelerate and hurt yourself, accelerate your death and hurt yourself out here trying to catch up with life. Life is already with you. You know what I mean? There's nothing, you're not missing out on anything. So I hope I answered that correctly and like as best as possible. But when it comes to disappointment and guilt and so forth with the human design, from a human design aspect, definitely we go through your body graph. Definitely we could go through and see what happened and assess the situation and how you're impacted and how to actually affect it. There's always a strategy for each individual that is effective for them for their you know their their individual situations but wow yes but yeah and if if people are willing to learn and want to learn human design which i'm such a, a i encourage that i would definitely start with yourself first um, you can, if you're a self-learner, you can go to jovianarchive.com. They have information there for you to download, or you can go to IHDS school and you can go there. They have professionals there that are all, you know, it's all there. Um, you can go to my, my too, and you can learn some information about yourself, or you can reach out to me as well. And I'll be more than happy and honored to serve you and take care of you with your human design. And she is so amazing at that. Thank you so much. Um, last and final question. Closing sure. out the year of 2019, what is one major thing that you learned about yourself? Wow. Okay. Um, 
All right. So this past year was the biggest thing I've learned about myself was um, to gain the best control is to lose control. Mm. And I, let me explain <laughs> because I don't want people going out there losing control <laughs> and, and knowing going out there and blaming it on Pele and be like, yeah, she said that powerful little, no, 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 no. Let's let, and so I had to loosen the reins um, and trying to like, I, literally operating with my human design is like loop, loosening the reins of even um, trying to manage other people's energies in my life. Like the people I really care about family and, and, and so forth, even in my most recent relationship breakup, I realized when I started to really relax and realize that I'm a passenger in this situation, I'm not the driver. Um, the passenger, the driver is my body and, you know, the energies that are going about it and being in the passenger, it means like, you know, you really trust and that takes some serious trust. So I loosen the control and by trusting life to, to do everything that it needs, you know, that I need from it. So that is the biggest, tremendous thing I've learned this year was by gaining control is losing control, meaning like girl stop (laughs) la chill out like (laughs) operate according to your your human design you be good trust the process so i had to trust it i was like okay so i trust and because i trust i was like you know and even though i didn't want certain outcomes to occur i had to understand that those outcomes occurred so that other bigger better things can come around like Mm -hmm. don't hinder the process of where you're going you could possibly be hindering your blessings by holding on to a potential curse. You know what I mean? Like, girl, like, let it go. Whatever that may be. It could be a job. It could be, you know, it could be some, I don't know, familiar things that you're familiar with and you don't want to go, you know, don't want to deep dive into something new and unfamiliar or of the unknown. But I recognize that tremendously this year was, yeah, to gain control was for me to lose control and just trust meaning trust in life, trying to trust and, and operate accordingly with my human design. I, um, it's not that I was hypocritical per se, because sometimes even us as practitioners in our, in our respective fields, whatever they may be, whether, you know, in these different sciences, sometimes we can not, you know what I mean? We can contradict ourselves. It's very human of us, right? But for them, we'll catch ourselves and we're like, ah, course correct, you know what I mean? And, and go accordingly. So yeah. That was the biggest lesson for me and the biggest wonderful thing I learned about myself this year. Wow, that's profound. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to explain and break down human design and just for your presence here. And really, when it comes to human design, being a pioneer and just showing us how it's done with your extensive education and like all the work and years you put into this practice, it does not go unnoticed. And, um, I'm so grateful to have you on the show. It's been a pleasure, pleasure, pleasure to know you and to see where you're growing and blooming as a woman, as a human design practitioner, as a spirit. So yeah, thank you for coming on. I am so pleased. I'm deeply honored and um, that's so much infinite appreciation um, for you and for allowing me here to even express you know what I mean and just to communicate and exchange with you here I don't take that for granted you're a wonderful beam of light I wish you the very best and that you guys you continue and the people that definitely follow you continue to be impacted and transformed by your show 
and by uh, your intent. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Pele. Have a wonderful night. You too. Good night. Good night. Bye.